up? It's your girl Sasha Banks, the legit boss. But you are watching Going In Raw. You like that? Hey, friendo, Steve here. Hey, Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Available wherever podcasts can be found and, of course, taped live at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. And that is, of course, where we're going to be holding our 24 hour live stream, Friendo Fest 24. We've got uh, 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 Rocket League gameplay, Fall Guys gameplay, hopefully WWE Battlegrounds gameplay, all with friendos. Uh, we're going to be doing uh, a live watch along of both Star Trek II The Wrath of Khan and Money in the Bank 2011 uh, and much, much more. We're going to have a giant two-sweet fest with Larson. He'll be digitally two-sweeting all the friendos uh, and we'll have a couple of special guests this should be a lot of fun. Join us this Saturday, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, and going through all the way to the next day at 10 oh, p.m. Man. Pacific, 1 p.m. Man, Eastern. Man, it's 8.30 right now, and I'm already ready for bed here on Monday. I've been staying up really late lately, not just for no reason in particular, just because I think I have the luxury of doing that because I've been sleeping in until like 9. Um, yeah, I so have that luxury. I'm kind of ready for this, I think, but we'll find out come this Saturday. There you uh, go. So it should be a lot of fun. Um, so, yeah, that's happening. And uh, tomorrow, by the way, for uh, oops, for YouTube uh, channel members, for patrons and for uh, Twitch subs uh, at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, uh, keep an eye out for your notifications on either Patreon, Twitch, or uh, YouTube, uh, because we're going to be doing specifically for those Friendo Club uh, TV members. Mm -hmm. We're going to be scheduling everything, putting it all in place, taking additional ideas for anybody mm -hmm. else who wants to chime in and say, "Hey, maybe you could do this if it's cool, it's fun." Hey, we might do. Yeah. We got a bunch of yeah. mail also to open up during the stream, including cool. the Dirty Dirty Rich sent us. He's very excited about a couple of packages he sent yeah, us. Yeah, care package. Yeah, care yeah. package from Dirty Rich. Fairly often, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's going on? Like my, it's like my wife is playing bass, baseball out in the sunroom. Anyways, oh, yeah. uh, Raw tonight. Uh, <laughs> man, I can't get over that finish. That finish was terrific, dude. It was cool. I thought, I thought okay, Retribution's here. Boo, poo on them. But then, man. And that this face one, turned by Hurt Business. <laughs> I really wish the crowd, like we, this could have been in front of a live crowd. This is one of those finishes that was really fun. The crowd would have been into it. Hurt Business came down, was taken on all of Retribution, who now... Like two dozen members of Retribution, apparently. It's back up to two dozen. It was down to five at one point. Now back up well, to two the dozen. Well, during the promo, it was, there, uh, there was at least six members in that promo. Uh, tonight? I thought so, because there, no, there, there were six to start, and then like a bunch of people popped in late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so it was like, hey, this is us, but then we are Legion. Um, yeah. And then, you know, it was all topped off with... Keith Lee and Drew McIntyre launching themselves out of the ring onto everybody. Uh, I thought it was yeah. a lot of fun, and it, it sets up. It sets up uh, obviously Clash of Champions. Uh, we can speculate now, I guess, on what's going to happen with that because they had said everybody if, versus Retribution. There you go. That'd be a good Clash of Retribution. If Randy Orton can't make it, if Keith Lee had won tonight. Uh, he would go on to Clash of Champions. Do you think is that just thrown out the window, or is there going to be an additional wrinkle well, since next there Monday? A winner of the match tonight. You know, I wouldn't be shocked if they do the if they make this ambulance match uh, a three way dance. It would make all the sense. Okay, but here's the thing. How would one? So they would have to get two people in the ambulance. Well, I guess so. Yeah, I didn't thought about the logistics of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, Randy Orton hasn't accepted the ambulance match challenge. It was issued by Drew tonight. As far as I know, there's been no acceptance of that challenge. Yeah. So Randy would just say, yeah. no, I'd prefer <laughs> not to. I'd prefer not to do that. And then you can just have a triple threat match then. Mm -hmm. I mean, if I the idea is, was... is, is for this feud to continue to hell in a cell, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Raw was, I'll be honest with you. Lot going on in Raw tonight. It was a pretty packed episode. There was like, a lot going on. Again, when you have three hours to fill, they really endeavor to fill those three hours these days. I mean, you got to think we had that main event, but then we also had what felt like probably could have been, should have been the main event well, on any other show. Great. 
the cage match, which was fantastic. Every time I think, man, I'm really over these interviews with Dom. Uh, he just talks and he says family and my and Seth and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, I'm kind of over this. And then that kid goes in and puts in a four star match. What the hell? It was a fun match. It was a yeah. fun match. Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, we'll just dive into it, I guess. Cause it wasn't like, I mean, <laughs> probably the biggest news from tonight and it's not even happening on raw. There's a, uh, Oh, we can talk about that. Actually. Uh, Sasha Banks is going to be on SmackDown this Friday. Yeah, no, we talked about that briefly on News Brief because that was kind of uh, that, that was that was the rumbling is that uh, Sasha is going to be on SmackDown this Friday. Yeah, but it's so been much. confirmed now. Yeah, like, no, that's it's, it's that's like a real thing. Too mm-hmm. That's too soon. All right, we'll start about I this. Know then. She, I know she's a ratings draw, and she's great, but you know to really sell that vicious attack from Bailey, yeah, keep her off three weeks minimum. Three All right, weeks. let's let's talk about this. I was thinking about this for the thumbnail. I think it might be this SmackDown star. Falls from Universal Title Scene to uh, Raw Underground <laughs> and fights Daba Daba Kato. Daba Kato. Braun, Braun Strowman uh, shows up Raw Underground. I kind of liked it, but it's kind of wonky because like he never even asked for like a rematch for the Universal Title. He doesn't really care. What are your thoughts on that, dude? I mean, I from the perspective of him being like unhinged monster now. Mm-hmm. And he, after that loss, he needs to go blow off some steam, collect mm-hmm. himself maybe, mm-hmm. before he issues a formal challenge to new champion Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. You know, what better way to do that raw underground? Now he's going to go on a bit of a detour because Dabakato stepped up to him. That's mm-hmm. going to happen next week. So mm-hmm. it takes him out of the title picture so Roman could have his match against Jey Uso at Clash Champions. Maybe following Clash, Braun will come back around and, uh, and say, uh, yeah. Actually, he did get his rematch. He wasn't champion walking into the match at a at a payback. Bray was. That was his rematch. That was his rematch. Yeah, yeah. But sometimes some of these people they try to get some wiggle room. Well, you know, it was a triple threat. I mean, he still got. He's the one who got pinned. Yeah, no. So really, yeah. he really has no case for a rematch. <laughs> so to Ronda around he goes to kind of uh, <laughs> to, to salvage what's left of his career. I guess, I guess so. Anyways, let's hop into this. The Steve notes are out and about in the world. So if you're a patron YouTube channel member or a Twitch sub, you can get access to those right now. Uh, opened up. We got, uh, I'm here to show the world. This was my favorite. Go I want ahead. to ask you something because I haven't noticed this because usually uh, I start the show late. I don't ever start the show on time. So I'll, I'll, I'll start late and catch up. Okay. Have they always had that bit of thunder and lightning on the, the LEDs on all the Trons before the show? Because it made me think The Undertaker was showing up. So I noticed it on SmackDown last Friday. And I think when I noticed it then, I had realized that, yeah, they've been doing that. Um, so, yeah, it's to signal that, hey, we're here in Thunderdome. Thunderdome now. Yeah, I put it together. But first, I was like, wait, Anthony is F says that the, Anthony F said they've started it. They, they have since it started. So... All right. It, it's been it is one of those things that's kind of low key because it just starts out you're in like with with, with SmackDown, like it's it's like nothing. And then all of a sudden there's a storm yeah. coming and then they kick in the ACDC music. Yeah. Well, then and tonight on Raw, they had like the raw graphics up. And then I think once Michael Cole mentioned Thunderdome, like lightning, thunder, and then back to it. I mean, usually, like I said, usually when I'm watching it and I, I, I just and I'm catching up, I just fast forward until uh until something's happening. Smart move on your part. Uh, so, yeah, we got Dolph Ziggler for the first part of this on commentary. Uh, he wasn't bad, but thankfully uh, MVP came in a little bit later on in the show to show us how real commentary is. Oh, he is. was great. <laughs> He's great, man. I, it, it'd be a, it'd be, it might be a difficult decision for me if uh, Vince came to me and said, uh, would you rather have Samoa Joe or uh, MVP? Why choose? Maybe have both. That, yeah, I could say that to Vince. Imagine, uh, imagine them playing off each other. I think that'd be pretty fantastic. That'd be pretty great. That'd be awesome. Probably not going to happen. Drew comes out, challenges Randy to an ambulance match. I could really talk about him. He ta- Everybody kind of talked too much tonight. There was a lot of jibber-jabber tonight, dude. There was a lot of talking. Yeah, there was a lot of talking. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Drew, Drew retold the origins of the Claymore, which we had heard before. At, so after he had already talked a lot... He talks about how he accidentally created the Claymore because he didn't want his dick and balls to fall out of his leather pants mm-hmm. when he was in three-man band. Three-man three man band. 
Three man uh, band. He does his own silly Photoshop thing of everybody who's been felled by Claymore. Uh, and then Scrap Iron comes out, Adam yeah, Pierce. Man. And he said, man, he was in full force sign. He was screaming and yelling and everything. He yeah, says, he hey, was. He says, hey, we, we don't know what's going to happen with Randy. He's not here tonight. He may not be there at Clash. If Keith Lee wins tonight, he'll get a shot at Clash of Champions. Yes, this, of course, brings out limitless Keith Lee. He hits the ring. He circles Drew, looks at the title. Uh, Drew extends his hand. Keith shakes it. Drew turns to leave. Uh, Keith doesn't let go of the grip. Um, and then uh, Drew turns back around. And then it was like it just cut awkwardly to commercial. There were several, several uh, kind of awkward cuts to commercial I noticed tonight. Like during the cage match, it's like Michael Cole is in the middle of a call, fade out to commercial. <laughs> uh, Wendy's has a new pretzel bun pub burger. Oh, really? I wonder if it doesn't taste like salt. Most of their stuff just tastes like salt to me. Mm-hmm. Very salty. But this looks pretty yeah. good. I might try it. Would, did you get an advertisement somewhere for it or what? It was an ad. It was an ad during commercial break here. Oh, you made a note of it. Yeah, I made a note of it. Oh, okay. I didn't know. If, I didn't know why this popped in your head right now. But next, I might want to do. I might want to do a food vlog of it. After that, we can do the. You can do the green bun burger again. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, no, it's not. No, it's not the green bun. It's the black bun. Oh. But the poop ends up green. Green. Yes. Okay. I knew green so, yeah. was involved somewhere. Oh yeah, top of the priority list. There's. Street, uh, Street Profits versus Cesaro and Nakamura. This is a fun match. It was a fun match. Uh, before the match began, Cesaro and Nakamura had a picture-in-picture interview. Uh, they just pretty much said, Profits ruined Champs Lounge, so today uh, we're going to ruin the perception that they're best tag team. And this was a fun match. It was great. We got to see Dawkins uh, do a frog splash. That was awesome. I uh, maybe seen saw the most incredible uh, pop-up European uppercut of my life. Oh, man. Montez was good eight feet in the air. Or so it seemed when uh, when Cesaro decked him with that pop-up European uppercut. His head snapped back. That was something mm-hmm. else. That was pretty great. Uh, so, yeah, uh, that frog splash with the knees. Yeah, uh, you got that. And then, uh, yeah, clean win for uh, for Street Profits. So Cesaro uh, gets like a suplex, like a superplex kind of from the second rope. Uh, Dawkins, before he hits, before Cesaro hits that on Ford, Dawkins uh, tags to get in and then as soon as Cesaro hits down with the uh, with the suplex Dawkins gets the splash for three yeah uh, they get the win I wonder if there's gonna be some reciprocation here I mean you know they're 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 up I mean maybe this is gonna be the only one be kind of cool if maybe this will lead to title unification match at uh, the Clash Champions. That'd Never be kind of cool. I mean maybe I don't know what what reason Street Profits would be would, for them to go to SmackDown and be like Hey, we beat you once. Do you want another? We want to go on your turf and show that we can do it again. Maybe, just maybe, they were so enamored by the champions' lounge that they're like, "Hey, we beat the champions, so this is the champions' champions' lounge." There you go, the champions' and then champions' lounge. Yes, Cesaro Nakamura will get the win on SmackDown, and then they'll take it to Clash. Yeah, yeah, there you go. After that, we had Angel Garza talking to Lana backstage. She's complaining why about Mickey James getting a title shot when Natalia should have gotten it. She puts over Natalia and her bona fides. Garza says, "Oh yeah, that is really unfair." But your passion for justice is intoxicating. Yeah. Then Zelina and Andrade step in. She gives him the business for flirting with Lana. He says, "Enough. I'm tired of being blamed for every setback because Andrade got beat." Tells Zelina to chill out. Andrade steps up to him. They start arguing. Uh, Zelina says, I've had enough. I can't do this anymore. She walks off. Garza and Andrade, they throw down. Yeah. Uh, so let's see here. They went back to, I swear I saw this on the dot com. They were using the, uh, the, the, the angry Dom, or at least the serious Dom Photoshop mm. for the Steel Cage promo. Here they were going back to Smiling Dom. And, well, what's uh, on WWE.com on the Superstar Profile? That's a good question. Uh, I assume that's the default, although sometimes the ones they use on TV are not those. Uh, next, we had Cedric Alexander versus Ricochet. Before that, though, Hurt Business comes out. Uh, MVP has a promo. He says, I got an official announcement. Business is booming. Lashley, U.S. champ. Shelton upgraded from gold standard to platinum status. Cedric, official member of Hurt Business. W9 has been signed. 
life is good. Cedric grabs the mic, uh, says his social media was blown up uh, last week. Everybody throwing shade at him. He says, here's one thing you don't understand. This is my job. No one knows what it's like to be him, be beaten down by hurt business uh, week after week, and then going home and not be able to play with his, his kids the next day. Mm-hmm. He said, uh, being with Ricochet and Cruz left him empty and broken. But now broken. that he's in hurt business, <laughs> he's interrupted by Cruz and Ricochet. Uh, and then Cruz says they treated him like a brother, and he turned his back on them and sold them out. He's too weak-minded and allowed himself to be manipulated by MVP. They always had his back, and then Cedric goes, wrong, wrong. How many times did he have to catch a beating when Cruz was U.S. champ? And then Shelton takes the mic, says, Cedric, you don't owe them any explanation. Ricochet interrupts. This is the best mic work uh, Ricochet's done uh, on the main roster. I thought he was great. I agree. I think this is the best work that Cedric's done. You, Dude, here's the thing. You can tell Apollo Cruz. He is literally doing everything possible to stand out. And that's, it's one of two things. Either that's rubbing off on everybody else or what I think it probably is, is MVP. MVP clearly is heavily involved with all this stuff. Yeah. And I have to believe that this guy's back there saying, hey, we need some fire from you guys. Yeah, he might be you can't come out bit. here. And yeah. just and smile and be a little on the snarky side. Everything Apollo says has some, you know, oomph to it. Well, here's like Ricochet, you know, uh, when he's reading dialogue or reciting dialogue, it sounds like he's trying to remember his lines. Yeah. This just felt natural. It did. And he and felt really at ease with every single word he was saying. And it came off so believable. When Cedric cut him off and said, no, 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 no. How many beatings did I take for you while you were U.S. champion? There was so much fire in his voice. Yeah, and he it leaned felt, into it too. Yes, it felt genuine. Whatever and they're he, doing, whoever's doing whatever, it's working. Yeah, it is working. So uh, the ricochet interrupts uh, Shelton and tells him to mind his own business. They didn't come out here for an explanation. He joined Hurt Business for money, and then Ricochet says that hurts me personally more than any beatdown. Uh, I said, but hey, we didn't come out here. Uh, to get you back or ask why they came out here to tell them that we're coming for you. And then the match begins between Ricochet and Cedric. Uh, Cedric picked up the win here um, following a lumbar check. Really fun match. Didn't give it a ton of time. Um, did you Did you totally notice, though? And it, I, I'm so glad that uh, Dolph pointed this out as well. But Cedric's in-ring was way more aggressive. And he was doing some stuff that he hadn't done before. And that signifies like the, the change in character. Totally, and it's totally. so good because it was, he was so aggressive in the ring. Even the smallest little things, again, he just had more anger to it. Mm-hmm. It was really, really good stuff. Yeah, it was good. It was good. So after, after the match, lights come down. Retribution shows up in the Tron. Uh, you know, it was, it, was, it was really wordy. Although this, this one particular line stood out to me. I think it was Dijak that said, they once believe that uh, their time at the Performance Center would lead to success. Yeah, yeah. But now we refuse to suck up. Way to intimidate people by saying we didn't catch a break at the Performance Center. So that was interesting. I liked it because at least we're getting some sense of who the hell these people are supposed yeah, to we've be. Had two weeks, we've had two weeks of, of them explaining kind of what their mission is and why. I get that. But then... I don't know. It just it, it took me out a little bit when they're doing this really highly verbose stuff because it is very verbose. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then they just say, oh, because we didn't get a shot at the Performance Center, we're essentially going to make you all pay for it. There was there was there was less cloth on Dijak's mask. So you saw even more of Dijak's face, which was hilarious because and I love that they totally modulated his voice a little bit. They did, yeah, this time I noticed that. And it was it was hilarious because it's still just him. He is the most obvious person. Larson, this guy doesn't have anything to complain about. Like within the world of WWE, doesn't? I, I mean, I know. you might say, you know, at, you know, as a shoot. Well, no, we he talked. Does. We talked about this a week or two ago. Mm-hmm, is, sure, is he, he can make the case that you know he had this series of matches with Keith Lee that launched Keith Lee to the top. What did Dijak get out of it? Losses, him, but he lost. He Within beat, the he, he beat Keith Lee once, didn't he? Early on. Oh, oh, er, early on. But yeah. eventually, when Keith Lee 
finally like found his way. Yeah. He Dijak had multiple opportunities. And what was the last time we saw him was purple face in the uh, Killian cross thing. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I just think that like, I mean, yeah, you, he could say that he could totally say that, but it's like, bro, you lost a bunch. Mia Yim. She, I mean, she had a pretty decent run in NXT. Mm -hmm. It'll be interesting. Like when they, when they unmask, whenever that's going to be, uh, it'll be pretty interesting. Yeah, they, kinda... they made they made some some reference to showing who they were or something like that in this promo. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. Uh, after that, we had a Mickey James interview. Uh, she's asked, "What emotion fuels you?" Apparently, is love because she said she loves this business. She she's given everything to it. She loves it for the high stakes competition that it brings out of her. Um, she says, "Right now." They say that with experience comes wisdom, and with wisdom comes clarity, and it's clear that she's always had what it takes to be champ, but tonight might be her last chance to actually be champion. Mm -hmm. uh, after that, uh, I believe, was the Hurt Business scrap iron bit. Am I correct? Yes. Okay, so Hurt Business approaches uh, scrap iron, and they're like, dude, your security guards suck. You need to upgrade from boys to men. Uh, giving him all sorts of crap. He's like, help us keep your job because your job is on the line here. You keep on messing up with security. And Scrap Iron said, okay, well, thank you for volunteering. At they which point they all him. pointed and laughed at him and said, we'll send you the bill in the mail. We're not doing this for free. <laughs> that was great. That was, that was really great. great. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had uh, Mickey James versus Oscar. And it was a really good match. This was shaping up to be, look, this was a really great match. And I'm pretty sure what we saw was like 10 seconds truncated because it seemed like she was going to be tapping out on the Oscar lock. She she did tap. If you watch the replay. No, she didn't. She just put her hand down for leverage. You could say that's a tap. Um, I watched I watched it twice back. This was a messed up ending because I she, think she was concussed. She, maybe she rolls over. And you can see, like, she's facing the ref, and she, or maybe she's facing Asuka. She's talking. You can see her talking. She, she, so what happens is she rolls over, and I think it was supposed to be, you, you're better at the moves than I am, when you do, like, a straight rollover, yeah, yeah. and you try to get the pin on that. That's yeah. not the jackknife. The jackknife is No, no, jackknife is what Drew does after Spinebuster. Okay. So she, she tried to do that, but she just sort of rolled over instead. And I think at that point, the ref realized, okay, something's wrong here. And uh, and you see her go like this and try to get her bearings. And then that's when the ref just calls it. And she looks at the ref and she didn't even complain. She was just like, yeah, that was something. Something was messed up. Yeah, there. something was weird. And then they, yeah. you know, after the match, she rolled out of the ring and, and they were tending to her. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But after watching that promo, I mean, I, I hope this it's 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 i know anthony says the ref's face said something was up and i hope that's not the case i hope everybody's a really good actor um that promo she did where she thinks essentially maybe there's like a storyline thing where she says i have what it takes to still be champion she gets in there with oscar finds that she doesn't have what it takes or something i don't know well jorge that's, here that's says op optimistic view of it according to lance storm's twitter hope mickey james is okay i think the ref said her shoulder popped out yeah that wasn't story dude that was all right. They could turn. Look, I'd love to see a rematch because this match was great. Yeah, this really was a good. really yeah. really cool match. Um, but yeah, the, obviously some something, something happened here. Um, that was my because first yeah, as well she was that was a weird finish. She was nowhere to be found afterwards. Some people said that they saw the ref like tending to her after the yeah. match during. Yeah. So Zelina Vega comes right out, <clears throat> and uh, she says, "I've had it. I'm tired of dealing with these people." Uh, she said. Uh, she said. I, I'm tired of handling, of managing all these ingrates. I've spent years of my career dealing with them, just the like Oscar. Yeah. The best years of my career. She said, just like you, you're an ingrate. You were handed the title by the best in the business, and you've been reckless, defending against everybody and their mother. Uh, she said, uh, you're too busy dealing with every. The Empress of Tomorrow is too busy dealing with everybody from yesterday and forgot about the best from today. And Zelina says, I'm not going to say that I'm ready for Asuka because I'm ready for that right there. And then Asuka yeah. starts mocking her and Zelina Vega uh, slaps this shit out of her. Yeah. And then Asuka like, makes a move. Zelina leaves. Mm -hmm. After that, we've got Keith Lee interview. Uh, he's excited for tonight. Not, you know, he wins. He gets an opportunity to face Drew for the WWE title. Says, hey, we've known each other for a long time. It doesn't, uh, he doesn't, but he doesn't appreciate Drew interfering in his matches. You know, being WWE champ is a dream for everyone. 
Drew will do everything to hold on to it. Uh, he says, I'll do what I must to get it. Then he's asked about uh, Drew's jaw. And then uh, he says, he more or less says, I don't really want to take have to take advantage of it. But like I said, I'll do what I must. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did, it was like way too long, way too much talking. Uh, <laughs> uh, after that, we had, it was. What's that? I said it was, man. It was yeah. forever. Uh, after that, we had Bob Lashley versus Ray Rowe. MVP joins the commentary table. Uh, match went about just as you would expect. Bob Lashley gets the win. It was pretty short. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, we had a Kevin Owens interview. He's asked about uh, Alistair Black, and he basically says, uh, he was like, I don't know why Alistair Black decided to make this so personal. Uh, maybe it was something I said. Maybe Hot Topic wouldn't honor his coupon for that, that band good. that he likes to wear on his shirt that just says a bunch of nothing. Uh, he says uh, maybe nobody picked a fight with him during that time he was in a room for a year and a half. He just he says, I don't know, and I don't care. Uh, I need to figure out how can I beat him up so bad that every day he wakes up and remembers what happens when you pick a fight with Kevin Owens. He walks off. And Alistair Black really awkwardly walks into frame. I think he was trying to figure out those those leathery tights of yeah, his. Yeah, he's trying to get used to walking in those pants again. Mm-hmm. Um, really good promo for moments. Uh, yeah. Next, Shane, he walks up to Raw Underground. He's talking to the security guard there. Braun rolls up. He's mad. Uh, he says, I know there's someone on the other side of that door whose head I can cave in. Uh, <laughs> tell Shane to tell his best fighters that the monster is there. I really just want security guard to then ultimately be like the, the longest running or underground champion because no. every day Shane comes up to him and I love, I like their relationship because you know, Braun just yells at both of them and then goes inside and Shane's like, Oh, this is going to be the best run underground ever. Yeah. He's very and the other guys, the other guys geeked out too. Uh, yeah. But eventually I just want him to come in and just start murdering people. Yeah. You, you, you really appreciate how tall that dude is when Braun rolls up and he looks like he's a good eight inches shorter. Yeah. He looks so much shorter. Uh, crazy. so after that, I had to make note of this because I thought it was a funny line and because Byron's like, what's going on here? Braun's a SmackDown superstar. Why is he here at raw underground? And MVP says, Hey Byron, why don't you tell Braun? He's not allowed to be here. Well, that was funny. MVP cracks MVP me was up, good. Man. MVP he's was great. good. After that, we had a Seth and Dominic recap following that. Seth's in the locker room. He sees Buddy somewhere, waves him over. He's like, hey, where have you been? And then Buddy's like explaining it to him what happened last week. And Seth's like, ah, don't worry about past of the past. We're here. We're looking towards the future. He gets to be locked to a steel cage with Dom. It's a perfect opportunity to teach him and the whole world a lesson. And so he looks to Buddy and says, I hope you're prepared for your role tonight. I got something really important. And I need you to be ready. And Buddy goes, yeah, I'm ready. And then Seth slaps the shit out of him, grabs yeah. him by the face, and tells him that his role is to stay backstage so you have to deal with his stupid mistakes again. And Buddy says, yeah, that's fine. And sl- Seth slaps him again, grabs him again by the face, says, I want you to say yes, sir. Yeah. So uh, Murphy, we'll talk about that in a bit. Yeah, because this is going to get deep here in a little bit. or He's going to be yeah. deep in something. Uh, our yeah. truth and Liv had a really weird Kit Kat commercial after that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, R-Truth was cutting a promo on a Kit Kat. Even that had too much talking in it. Uh, I mean, it's a Kit Kat commercial, for God's sakes. Uh, after that, they uh, sort of made the formal announcement on TV that Mandy Rose is coming to Raw. Mandy, uh, Mandy Night Raw. I mean, that's a terrible, yeah, bad pun. Well, it's an uh, obvious catchphrase. Well, too obvious. Yeah. I mean, it's Monday Night Rose. Rose? Yeah, that's a bit better. Mandy Night Raw. Anyways, next we had the, the an awesome cage match between Seth and Dominic. We got a Mysterio family interview that preceded it. Uh, Dom talks about wanting to follow his dreams and uh, he can't back down from challenges. Ray says he and Angie are more concerned about this than Dom apparently is. Ray's been in cage matches. He knows how hard they'll be. They'll be out there to support Dom. But once that cage door closes, Dom's on his own. Mm-hmm. So this was really uh, fun. Oh, man, this was great. And uh, Buddy Murphy did not listen to Seth. He, in fact, did show up. But uh, the first time he helped out Seth, he gave him a kendo stick. And as uh, Dom tried to climb, yeah, Dom was really smart in this match. He was really trying to climb out of that cage. Like, that's what you really should be doing the entire time. Uh, climbing out? No, you should go through the door. That's quicker. 
Uh, yeah, well, finding out of the know. cage is like the slowest way to get out. Well, if Seth is down, and you know, well, yeah, but the thing with the door is like it takes time to open the door. You don't want the guy to run to you. If you can get up, then I think that's 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 ideal. I don't know. I feel like if you've t- taken, if you've been beaten up a little bit, you just make a lunge towards the door. That's quicker than having to climb the cage. That's just my personal. Purpose. Yeah, but here's the thing: there's always like a weird gravity well near the door that they don't that they haven't really explained, but clearly it's there because yeah, we've someone, seen many someone times. Needs to, someone needs to find the the key to breaking that. <laughs> many times we've seen people with a wide open space. All they have to do is move towards it, and then and they like, inch their way there. Oh, it's like somehow they go backwards. Quicksand, exactly. Well, that's, that's them trying to sell the drama because the door is like the easiest way to get out. No selling. So, uh, let's see here. Yeah. So uh, things and then... start going south for Seth because uh, <laughs> so early on, Buddy tosses a kendo stick in the ring. Seth uses a little bit. Buddy uh, tries to get involved some more. Um, so uh, there's a spot where Seth, they're both on the top rope. Seth crotches Dom on the top rope. Dom does the same to Seth. Uh, Dom comes to, tries to escape through the door, Ray's out there, grabs it by his hands, tries to pull him out. Buddy runs over, drives Ray into the barricade, turns around without looking, <laughs> slams the door closed. Yeah. Yeah, Little does he know that Seth about is standing though. right there. Like, like Ray has his hand. Ray has his hand, and for some reason, Dom like has his ass up in the air like he forgot how to move properly. I'm it's telling the you, weirdest. they have to really sell the drama of that because literally it just seems like you can just like leave super easy. I know that's the thing. It should be, but it's not. And I'm talking strictly Larson, strictly in kayfabe in the universe. Selling doesn't exist. Selling is just being hurt. Yeah. So I can't explain why they can't move outside the door. I don't know. It's pretty silly. Anyway, so uh, uh, that happens. So he runs around to the opposite side of the ring because Dom's scaling over the top of the cage at that point. He climbs up. Dom knocks him off to the floor. Hits Seth with a frog splash. Gets a two. Mm-hmm. Dom climbs again. Seth gives chase. That leads to a superplex into a falcon arrow. Dom kicks out of that. So Seth taking his, his eye uh, away from what he's supposed to be doing, something Seth does quite often, starts talking crap to Ray. Dom rolls him up. Gets a two. Right at kick out, though, Seth hits him with a stomp and then another stomp for the win. So on his way out of the ring, Seth makes sure to grab a kendo stick. Buddy's over there to hold the door open for him. Uh, there's a bit of a stare down. Then, then Seth comes up to him, pats him on the chest, grabs him by the face, says something nice to him, kisses him on the head, and then throws him into the barricade. Mm-hmm. Then he Yells sort of rebounds off that, and then Seth grabs the, the cage door, which Buddy's right next to, and slams on his face and said, How do you like that? It sucks. You know how I know? Because you did it to me. Yeah, that was great. Before that, he yelled at him, do what I tell you to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Seth leaves, and while that whole thing was going on, Ray was in the ring, uh, tended to Dom, yelling for tr- uh, medics to come out. Uh, Angie finally goes in, Mrs. Mysterio. and then, well, Hold on, but not before. Seth goes up to her and says, oh, yeah. you've done a hell of a job with him. Hope she turns out better. He walks up. So then uh, 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 Mrs. Mysterio and daughter Mysterio as daughter Mysterio passes Buddy Murphy, oh, just about to get to that, yeah, she gives him a little touch. He's making sure he's all right. Why would she do that, Larson? Um, did somebody got, slide into somebody else's DMs? Well, he just got beat. Murphy just got beat up by the one man uh, that was there for him. Good job, freaking Buddy Murphy. Like you know. Because this is a story now. This is a thing now. This is something that's been planned, and it's a story. And it's like somebody I saw somebody on Twitter say, "Oh, this is gonna be Romeo and Juliet, isn't it?" <laughs> it's totally gonna be that. That's rad, man. Bring the whole family into it, man. Bring the whole family into it. Uh, next, back to Raw Underground. Dawson there fighting. He wins uh, by with some elbow strikes. Riddick Moss steps in next. They're going back and forth. Braun runs in, destroys them both. A uh, huge Uranagi on Riddick, a dominator for Dolph. <laughs> yeah. Uh, after that, man, another Drew McIntyre interview. He talks a ton. Yeah, he did and a lot of Keith, talking tonight. And then Keith Lee interrupts. He talks a ton. He's like, it'd be helpful if he didn't try to drag my name and reputation. And Drew's like, whoa, don't be spinning my words. And he's like, spinning your words would mean like blah, 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 blah. And he's like, what you're saying is, 
if you hadn't interfered in my match against Randy Orton, I would have lost. But I beat Randy at payback. So, like, that's no certainty. And anyways, bottom line is Keith said, I'm going to beat you twice tonight. And it clash for the WWE title. And then they just start fighting backstage. Well, they um, just, I should like this bit at the end where Lee is about to, like, the, the pat Drew on the shoulder. And Drew's like, don't do that. Yeah. And then Keith, Keith Lee talks some more and, and tries to do it again. And, and Drew again says, don't do that. And he does it again. And Drew does a sucker punch to him. Then yeah. they start brawling. Yeah. That part I like because it was it went from being, you know, two friends who are just trying to work out a misunderstanding, a disagreement, and this leads to things getting chippy and getting violent. Yeah. Uh, after that, Titus, with a head full of steam, is uh, antsy to get into Raw Underground. He's let in. In Raw Underground, Braun is busy ripping people apart. Riddick is back. Uh, he gets kicked into oblivion. Titus takes down Braun, but gets put to sleep quickly in a very, very weak choke. Like you could see the giant gap between like Titus's neck and Braun's arm, but he sold it. He put, got put to sleep, and then he Braun gets on top and starts beating him. And Shane like sort of like pushes him off. It's like, hey, stop it! And Braun's like about to lay into Shane, and he's like, it's done, it's over. I'm Shane. Yeah, yeah. Jack Daddy was trying to break it up too. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, we had uh, back in the real ring. Uh, Kevin Owens versus Aleister Black. Uh, Aleister Black wearing those tights that he wore once at that Florida house show that we yeah. remember. Uh, he's, he's 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 bad guy Aleister now, so he can wear the pants. Yeah, I like this match. I feel like they could have given just Aleister Black a win here by having Owens. I know they're not going to have Owens tap out or whatever, but like, man, maybe do the thing where he can't go anymore because his leg is too busty. Because that was like the thing, like Aleister Black was targeting his leg. And at one point he has him like a knee bar or whatever, and uh, and it takes forever. But Owens eventually gets to the ropes. Um, he's able to like get a super kick on uh, Alistair Black, mm-hmm. and then the lights flicker. I lo- I love that MVP staying in character on brand started complaining about the lights flickering, costing mm-hmm. a guy a match because of what mm-hmm. happened to him. But uh, yeah, the lights flicker, and then uh, Kevin Owens gets a stunner and three count. I, I'm not a fan of that. I know they're trying to like protect Alistair Black, but it, that's the story of Alistair Black. They always just try to protect him a little bit, and then they just they don't. Well, they they protect him in the micro, but in the macro, he kind of ends up looking like a chump. Yeah, exactly, I, exactly. Uh, after uh, that, Drew's backstage taping up his wrists. Keith Lee storms in. They brawl again. Adam Pierce breaks it up and says, "All right, here's the thing. If you guys don't stop." Match tonight is canceled. That means Keith Lee gets no chance to uh, maybe take on Drew at Clash of Champions. So they don't yeah. fight until they hit the ring. Yeah. Yeah, I like Scrap Iron getting in there. Uh, after that, we had uh, the Riot Squad versus Lana and Natalia with uh, Nia and Shayna on commentary. I really wish we could have heard more from them. This is a really fast match. Uh, but I thought that uh, like Nia's opening line of, Byron, if you keep staring at me, I'm going to call the cops because you're creeping me out over here. And then Shayna just says, stop staring at her. It was pretty funny stuff. I liked them. I thought they were good. Um, I could use some vignettes with Nia Jax and Shayna, to yeah, be honest with totally. you. Totally. Uh, anyways, uh, uh, Riot Squad ended up winning this match. They had a small promo to start it off, talking about how they're going to win at Clash because of teamwork or something. Mm, mm-hmm. uh, they end up winning, but to prove a point... Nia Jax hits a Samoan drop on Lana through the table, making sure the Riot Squad is paying attention. That looked nasty. That looked nasty, I know. It did. That looked nasty. After that, back to Raw Underground. Dolph, Riddick Moss trying to double team uh, Braun. He fights them off, and that's when uh, Dabakato steps up. They're having to stare down. You think they're going to fight. And Shane says, no, 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 no. We're saving this for next week. The guy knows how to draw ratings, man. That's going to be yeah. fun. I'm actually looking forward to that. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had the main event, Drew McIntyre, Keith Lee, and this whole thing was just a power match between the huge two guy, the two huge guys, uh, mm-hmm. Keith Lee, trying to do what he could to target Drew's jaw. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, so it was good stuff. Keith Lee hit a superplex, got two, and then like a double fun splash both men down and then retribution attack correct and so uh they're circling the ring they get up on the apron uh drew and keith try to fight them off they're overwhelmed of course uh they're getting beat down 
cue Hurt Business to hear their music. They walk yeah. down to the stage. They take their blazers off, undo their cuffs. Uh, so then the Retribution, they're at the foot of the ramp. Brawl breaks out, you know, kind of at the foot of the ramp, ringside. Drew and Keith Lee take out everyone with stereo topes to close the show. Huge face yeah. turn for uh, Hurt Business there. That was rad, man. That was so rad. I'm telling you, if there was a crowd there, they'd have been going ape shit. That mm-hmm. was so great. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah that was super Anyways, cool. Let's answer some questions. Yeah, let's do that. Sounds good. Uh, Tomb Raider. Uh, you get to create your own wrestling show and your first task is to choose your commentary team. Who are your three commentators? We'll do this draft style. You can pick first, Steve. Uh, Nigel. Nigel's my number one Good pick. Good pick. Um, I'll go Samoa Joe. Good pick. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Nigel. I'll go with... Ah, screw it. I'll take... I'll take Michael Cole. I'm going to go with the best play-by-play man in the business. I'm going with Kevin Kelly. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, I will go with... I got a, It's a three-man team. Yeah. Who do I get? I got Nigel. You got Michael Cole. Cole. Because they were they were awesome at the, at the British thing. Yeah, the first UK tournament. They were really good. And then I will go with... Uh, You already have Joe. Mm-hmm. I'll take... Uh, oh, you know what I'll do? I'll take... Oh, man. No. I'll take MVP. Okay. Joe. I get Kevin Kelly. Um, man, you got to go with Steve Carino. Yeah, I know. I thought about that. Oh, that's terrific. They were so good. He and Kevin Kelly were so good together. They were so good. I would have taken a lot of people are saying Booker T. I would have taken Booker T, but he kind of only works with Corey Graves. Yeah, I know. Um, you saw those. You, f- I don't, I don't know if that's a reference to. Anyways, moving on. Judas Fiend, the door should be off limits in cage matches. Uh, the door should be the door should at least be locked or something. Like you got to bug the ref to get out. Uh, let's see here. Uh, oh, it's all that says you just fix that. You lock the door. All right, that's why you just lock the door. And don't make an option. That's what you're saying. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't that's where I got it from. Yeah, because yeah, gotcha. I read that. Um. Oh, yeah. Uh, Zach Jacket said, love the fact that right after Drew told Keith the last time not to touch the belt, that Keith said something along the lines of, are you trying to tell a limitless one what to do? Mm-hmm. And that's what led Drew to... Alex Foster, you guys have said you didn't watch too much when MVP was first around, but now you love him. Is there any other wrestler you wish you had been keeping an eye on during your time off? See, here's the thing. I've actually seen my fair share of MVP back then, and I kind of have no regrets over how I've said, yeah, I'm not really into him. I don't think I really missed anything. I saw what I saw, and I was like, yeah, I'm not really into this guy. MVP is a prime example of a guy who went away, got old, and came back with all sorts of gravitas and uh, intensity that I just didn't see before. And mm-hmm. I don't really know if I missed it. It just I don't think it was there because he was a younger guy. Like sometimes age just does that. Yep. Um hundred percent. So that that's the situation with that. Totally, totally. Um that being said, I'm kind of the same camp as as you and from you know, a stretch from I don't know, like the mid aughts to maybe twenty eleven. I didn't watch a ton. So mm-hmm. I missed the best you know, like peak edge. I missed a lot of edge stuff. Mm, yeah. And I'd really yeah. like to go back. I know he's done a lot of neat things. I'd just like to catch up on some of that stuff. I remember being really into him when he was a he when like the Lita thing and the heel stuff. Mm-hmm. Like when mm-hmm. he was prime heel. It was it, it was really great. And then like when I came back around to wrestling, he was already like sort of boring babyface who had done everything, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then he retired. 
Uh, but now he's back. Mr. Sinister. So tonight's Raw was called, yeah, he's older and he's got grit. Uh, was called In Your Face Raw. What other names will be used to try and grab audiences' attention? Yeah, that was a weird thing they did. In your face, in your face. Oh, that's a good one. He says, how long until they use Going In Raw as one of their names? Tonight on Going In Raw. Yeah. We should probably trademark that. Probably a good idea. <laughs> Be a smart move. Uh, what are their names? Uh, Rawer than Raw. Uh, Rawer. Yeah. B- b- bloody Raw. Wow. Yeah. No, Hardcore what, Raw. Uh, uh, raw. Raw. Your Raw. Your mama. Your mama loves it raw. Oh yeah, there you go. Good uh, night on your mama loves it raw. Gareth uh, Pierce's lower third should say something more than WWE official, if not general manager. What other official roles could he hold? So I think Pat Buck has been referred to as a WWE official as well. So yeah, yeah. I do feel like Scrap Iron needs head official. Well, that makes it sound like he's one of the referees then. Because like in football, like the head official is one lead of official, prime, <laughs> prime, Leap's platinum good. official. Lead's good. I think lead's good. That's the way to do it. Uh, Jorge D. Besides shock the system, what is the best modern theme in wrestling for each of you? Uh, it's, for me, it's probably a tie between Oscars and Alistair Black's. Uh, Hangman Page. That's a really good one. His is really good really good well I mean is Bullet Club's theme modern day well yeah it depends on your definition of modern Prince Devitz real real rock um go ahead you got a question over there Dan Barber do you see a future where Nakamura and Cesaro turn face by kicking Sammy out of the artist collective like theory kind of did that we walked in the champions lounge and like hey get out of here we're having a personal conversation they did that and they're still heels uh, Die Hard Homer, let's say Retribution is involved in the classic Survivor Series match. Who are the five people on each side? Uh, yeah, you got okay. Dijak. Dijak. Dio. Right. Shane Thorne. Uh-huh. Um, I really Brent, don't know who else Vink. is in it. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. And then and you got Hurt Business on the other side. Mm-hmm. It's four on they four. Need, they would need a, a fifth member. Right, yeah. What's Apollo and Ricochet gonna do? Here, here's a question from Steve. What's Apollo and Ricochet gonna do now? Let's say let's say MVP is sincere in that he wants to, he's intent. He has these guys to work with. Let's just speculate, okay? Basically yeah, speculation. Yeah, yeah. He has said in interviews he's wanted to work with these guys. Mm-hmm. Clearly, they're getting TV time, they're being elevated a bit. What do you do with Apollo and Ricochet? Do you do you add guy? I mean, do you add Eric? Do you have Eric ditch the Viking stuff and just like become well, kind of a cool tough guy with how long, how long uh, Hanson is out? Cause he might need neck surgery. So if he's going to be out for a year, I'm not saying mm-hmm. you have uh, Ray road ditch the Viking stuff, but he's got to do something. Well, I mean, this is what you can do. Ditch the Viking stuff. Cause that's kind of dumb. Anyways, ditch the Viking stuff. It, or at it least goes modify it. Referred to as Ray row instead of Eric, then I'm all for it. Okay. So you do that as well. Okay. Uh, give him just a, a more of a tough guy thing instead of Viking. Have him hang out with Apollo and Ricochet. Brand them properly. Um, and then when Ivar comes back, he either joins them or they become the modern-day APA, mm-hmm. which I think every tag team should end up being anyways. Yeah. Uh, Fear and Loathing here says, according to Post Wrestling's John Pollock, the five who appeared tonight, uh, Retribution on the Mass, Dijak, Mercedes Martinez, Shane Thorne, Dio Madden, Mia Yim. So they're the same five people who were on last week, too, I believe. Mercedes, that's right. Mercedes Martinez. She did the, She did talking talk to begin before Dijak. She did, and I was trying to figure out who that was. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Kenny T. In kayfabe, does Vince not care about the chaos retribution has caused? Guess not. Maybe he's leading them. <laughs> or uh, Anthony. Uh, what other jobs should Hurt Business be contracted for? Well, that's involved hurting somebody. That's the name of their business. 
they're gonna put a, a hurting on some meat back in catering. There you they're go. Tenderize some meat. There you go. And cook it up. Be real good. Uh, sleazy Mo, imagine you're a member of Creative, and Vince McMahon calls you up right now, saying that he wants a title change on one of the shows before next Tuesday. Which title would you choose, and who's the new champ? Sorry, uh, title change before next Tuesday. Yeah, this is easy. It'd be Ricochet U.S. title. Uh, next Monday, you get him, you you sucker somehow Lashley into putting his title up, and you give him like one of those sneaky wins where he gets away with it. Unify the tag champ, ta- uh, tag titles. Oh, there you go. You do that on SmackDown this week. Mm-hmm. Zondo mentioned, we didn't mention this in the recap, I don't believe, uh, new gear for Keith Lee. Oh, yeah. What did you think singlet. of Singlet? It was all right. I, I liked it better than the uh, than the vest because it's it feels like it's choking him. Mm-hmm. I want something that's a little free-flowing. You know, the meat gets to flow a little bit better. A little bit. I thought little it was, bit. I, yeah, I thought it was fine. Well, a lot uh, more just, than the vest. I'm just trying to do something. WB successfully made everyone in the main event segment look good except Retribution. They got to stop at the celebrate, man. Oh, they were doing that again tonight. Yeah, they were high-fiving, yeah. Oh, They got to stop with that. No I do like that there was one guy who was doing like wrestling moves though. There yeah, was one guy who second went... rope with an elbow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like what the hell? You're not supposed to be doing that. Yeah. Idiot. One of the one of the one of the I think it was a dude had the the eye hole for his mask pulled down like under his I nose, know. so you could basically see the entire face. Yeah, but I was like, I don't know who that guy is. It though. was so fast. They, I think he realized what he's doing. And they put it back up. Yeah. Uh, Dabbing with Dan was no tonight's show as a sandwich. It was uh, sort of a mess. It was all over the place, but it was pretty enjoyable. It's a club sandwich. It's a little bit of everything. In the yeah. end, man, the end was great. <laughs> Whatever that means. <laughs> club sandwich. Wait, what is this? Ryan Rubis Cube says, are either of you going to try the limited edition spicy McNuggets with mighty hot sauce? I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, it's the first time they ever debuted a new McNugget. Oh, I want to try those. There you go. Do a vlog of it, dude. Uh, Fear and Loathing, how much would you pay? How much pay would you guys require to play Retribution Henchman for a night on Raw? Um, it might be quite a bit, just given we'd have to fly cross country. Mm hmm. And then, you know, with all the virus stuff going on, I don't know how great I feel about hopping in the plane. Wait, what's the question? How much would we pay? How much? How, how much would we pay to play a retribution henchman for a night on Raw? Would we pay or would we accept the pay? Yeah, of? the latter. I think. What was our? What would be your asking price? Oh, I'd do it for ten G's. Yeah, I'd do it for ten thousand. You do it yeah. for ten thousand, right? Yeah, as long as I have to take a bump, I'll do it for ten, but not ten thousand. Can I do? Can I drop an elbow on the second row? I know that was funny. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Oh, okay. Uh, Eddie Brock's Venom. If Thunderdome is the reset to kind of normal with people's stories moving forward, how come Raw and SmackDown haven't gone back to the skateboard ramp and the arches? Uh, also what happened to the drones they said they had? I haven't noticed any drones. Yeah, there's been a couple shots, um, where they have a drone flying in, you know, I guess from like where the overhead scoreboard would be over to the ramp. I've seen a couple of those. They're fairly subtle. Yeah, I thought they'd I mean, have you know like drones buzzing around the whole show. That's not the case, thankfully. <laughs> Just like whizzing in and out of the wrestling. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> like ten racing, Vanguard yeah. ones uh, recording yeah. the action around the ring. I think they want Thunderdome to be its own very specific thing, and that's why they haven't changed back to the skateboard or the arches. Well, I think also too is they have to use the same set for both shows. That's just set up. They don't they don't break anything down between shows, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I think they want to kind of make it brand neutral for that 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 reason. Broken Soundwave. Who would you rather see Big E take the belt from? Goldberg, Brock Lesnar, or Roman Reigns? Um, for Big E, it would be Goldberg because that's his dream match. But that also that also mean that Goldberg would win the Universal Title again. I really don't want to see that. I haven't taken off the most powered up guy there is, and right now is Roman Reigns. Yep. So I would say Roman Reigns. It's still a lot of meat. It's still big men slapping it meat. It is. It is. Oh, wow. uh, Dang MQ, not Raw related, but how about the mystery wrestler in the Heritage Cup being Peter Dune? Oh, that could totally be the case. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he'd be way overpowered 
versus everybody else there. Yeah, finals, him and Trent Seven. Yeah, there you go. No, him and uh, the bomber. Moses supposes which mishandled NXT call up would you like to see the get would you like to see get the Oscar push? Oh, it's Alistair Black. Yeah. That guy, he's it's it's like I'm not gonna say it's neck and neck with uh Bob Rude. It's kind of neck and neck with Bob Rude. You know. <laughs> I lo- I like Bob Rude a lot. I think I think I think given an opportunity and kind of like a fresh slate, which I guess he's been, you know, he's been home in Canada this whole time. I assume he, he hasn't been able to travel. Um, mm. So maybe, you know, absence makes the heart grow fonder. He's off TV for a while. They come up with a good creative idea for him. He comes back, you know, maybe he could resurrect his WWE career. I don't know. Uh, uh, Jacob, by... Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Jacob Eli Bostick. Thoughts on Keith Lee's revamp? He says he doesn't dig the music or the new gear. I'm hoping with uh, uh, Josiah Williams back, maybe he'll get another new theme because this sound it just sounds like a generic mashup of like Bob Lashley's theme and uh, yeah, the music is know. not 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 good. But I don't know. I do look. They're treating him great. He's in the thing mm-hmm. with Drew McIntyre right now. He's probably going to end up somehow a Clash of Champions doing something cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like the singlet tonight. I'll be honest with you. If 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 Keith Lee was about to debut in NXT and somebody said, "Hey, what do you prefer? The these blue uh, shorts and you see all the meat, or the singlet right here?" I don't know that I'd choose the the blue shorts. I might go yeah, with really? the singlet. I like the singlet. I do. It looked great on Mark Henry. You know. Uh, Death by Daza. When the when do when do you guys think Drew should lose the title to who? I think Randy just so he can drop it to Edge. I think he should drop it to Randy, but also he should get it back from Randy. I don't think Randy versus Edge at Mania needs to have the the title on the line. Oh, I kind of think it should because they've they've already done it without the title a lot. Call me Sir Vix here. Also says that it was it had the same color scheme as Owen Hart. Yeah, he kind of looked like a member of the Hart family, didn't he? Game world, like so I don't know. Hey, look, up that, look, if somebody if somebody put the blue shorts in front of you and the singlet in front of you, try to get fresh eyes. Try to clear your head on what you've known and seen in the past. What would you go with? I'd go with the shorts because it seems like the more comfortable option. Okay. All right. Fair enough. That's just me. Yeah. Game world. So they're gearing up to have the Mysterio Seth feud. Uh, could potentially be an all time bruiser. What intricacies would you like to see them do in this feud? Uh, for example, on Aaliyah and Buddy Love Angle, Seth turns on turns Angie, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's a shame that when Buddy Murphy finally checks Seth Rollins, which is where this is headed, there's yeah. not going to be a crowd there to see it. I know that would be amazing. I know. I think I mean, what's going to happen is is the blow off match, whether it's between Dom and Seth or Dom and Ray. Uh, Buddy's going to cost Seth that match. That's pretty much what's going to happen. You know, it'd be terrific is if Buddy ends up a decent mid-level star, moves to SmackDown, and gets whatever they had planned for Matt Riddle, which they're not mm. going to do now because he's like in background talent now. Uh, uh, Papa Nez, how great would Mustafa Ali be in New Japan's juniors division? Fantastic. Oh, my gosh. Oh, it'd be terrific. Uh, Paul Lankick. Why are Mia Yim and Dijakovic attacking Keith Lee? Could Lee be their leader and it's like a double swerve? No. I think I it'd be better if his best friend and woman turned on him mm-hmm. and said, hey, it's his business. They probably won't reference it, though, at all. Uh, Rich, <laughs> you're, you're exactly right. Rich says, great idea. Make a I Survive the 24-hour live stream shirt for Saturday. Wait, what? Do what? 24, what? He says, make a I Survive the 24-hour stream. Okay. For Saturday's stream. Yeah, there's a plan for that. I right. know. Yeah, I noticed his comment earlier today, and I, I decided to steal it and not give him any credit for that. What comment was that? <laughs> that. Some, oh, well, that. He, right. he responded to somebody, or maybe he just said he would totally buy a I Survive the 24, Friendo right, Fest 24 well, that's, that's shirt. So there you go. Maybe I'll just send, because he sent us those great packages, maybe I'll just make it and send him one. There you go. Anyways, that's all we got today. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We definitely appreciate it. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow with a news brief, and then it's a free and clear Tuesday, which means Impact is back 
at twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson at 5 p.m. Pacific. Join me and Lizard Steve and the whole gang at Impact Wrestling. That should be a lot of fun. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Be a part of the best pro wrestling podcast today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Enjoy tons of bonus videos, including patron-only live shows, gameplay, and vintage 10 for the wins, access to podcast question threads, the friendo care package, and so much more. Support Going In Raw today at patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson.